Hello and welcome. It is currently 11.30 p.m. and I wanted to share with you all some wisdom about what I have learned. I am 23 years old and seeing how the world is right now and where it's heading, I have come to the realization that a lot of people are unhappy and are sort of wandering the earth without a purpose. But we cannot be who we are in our own form with legs, with hands, with arms, with hair on our heads and nature at our fingertips, with animals roaming around, with rivers that flow, with oceans that flow, with ships that go through oceans, with submarines that take you in oceans, with mountains that are high, with a sun that shines, and a moon that revolves around the earth, and them never ever not ever interacting with each other only sometimes the fact that this is all so perfectly created so perfectly put together like a painting it has to be for a reason there has to be some kind of purpose to this life what i have been seeing with my own eyes again I'm 23 years old, I've graduated college, I've graduated high school, I've graduated middle, middle school, I have a degree in marketing, and what I have noticed with my two eyes is that people are unhappy. People that are married are unhappy. People that are single are unhappy. People only show happiness on social media yes there are a select few that are actually happy that are living good lives but there are also a majority of people that are faking it that are stuck that don't understand this feeling of void that they have inside of them and i'm here to talk about that void that people feel. See, we all have a soul. We all have a soul. And we all have our own traits, our own personal and uniqueness to ourselves, our characters, our nature, how we talk, how we act. We all are our own beings. See, we all are our own beings, right? We all are created by something, okay? Yes, you might think whatever 
god you might believe in, right? You believe in any god that you want to believe in. We have different religions all over the world. But you cannot deny the fact that we are created by a god. No matter how much you try to fight that argument, you cannot come to a conclusion with concrete evidence that points to us not being created by a god. We are all created by something. We cannot be existent and in the form that we are, perfectly made. I'm talking everything you see, everything that your eyes see has a purpose. If you really look, raccoons have a purpose. They steal food at night. They have black mask-looking features on their face. You have rats that are small, that that are similar to mouses. You have ants that are the size of a bead. You have trees that literally help us breathe. We cannot come to a conclusion that all of these things that you are visualizing with your eyes is from nothing. Everything is from something. You can't have you can't have a laptop in front of you watching this video. You can't have a phone in front of you watching this video without someone creating that thing. Someone created that laptop. Someone created that phone. So this earth, the galaxies, the stars, the planets are created by a being. So now that we are got that cleared, that there is a God, because it is not possible for the earth to exist in the way that it does, so perfectly put together, literally animals are created with a system of life that's similar to humans. They also have a system of life. Yes, they don't have free or they don't have the capabilities that we do. I would say free will in a way, but they have their own system of life. They literally eat one another to stay alive. The birds know exactly where they'll fly to. They all have a role that they're playing. And we are the main characters in that role. We are the main people in this world, in this life, in what you call life. We are the main characters, human beings, mankind. Everything else is there to provide for us. The animals are there for us to eat. The trees, the vegetables are there for us. The fruits that grow on trees, the vegetables, the crops are there for us to eat. Literally, even the rain that falls is there to hit those same plants that provide us with food so that we can get that food. So again, everything plays a role. So. There is a God. There has to be a God. Now that we have got that covered, yes, there are many, many, many religions in the world. That's what people claim, right? No, there are not many, many, many religions in the world. It is not hard to pick a religion. It is not hard to sit alone in a room 
think about logically where you're sitting, what you're doing, and come up with the conclusion that there is knowledge in the palm of your fingertips. There is knowledge that is very reachable to you, but you are not trying to reach it. You are not even trying to find knowledge or a purpose in this life. There are not many religions to look at. There is not that much research that needs to be done to come to a conclusion about what the purpose of life is. The only thing you need to do by starting this adventure, this journey that you will start, is literally by asking yourself the question, what is the purpose of life? What is the purpose of life? There needs to be a purpose. We came up with the conclusion that there is a God, but there also needs to be a purpose. We cannot just be here for the fun of it. It doesn't make any logical sense. If you actually think with your brain, just actually think for a second, there is, what is our purpose? Why are we on earth? Have you ever not tried to think of that? You can only start thinking of this question once you even figure out that there is a God. You need to be able to at least be able to put two and two together, that our purpose needs to be related to God. They have, they go hand in hand. So now that you have your purpose in God, you have what you're trying to accomplish, you can look into the different religions. If you really want to take your time and go for it, just jump into it and look into religions, that is probably the best way to go about doing this. There are not that many religions, okay? Let's let's say, for instance, number one, um, let's start with Christianity, right? It's like the number one religion in the world right now. Um, it's a very big religion, right? But there are contradictions in this religion. If you really actually open up the Bible, read it for yourself. First of all, there's two. There are two parts to the Bible. There's the Old Testament. There's the New Testament. Even that within itself doesn't really make any sense because if this was a book from God that is claimed, right? Or I don't know if it's claimed or not, but how could there be two parts? Like, it doesn't really make sense. Like the Old Testament, the New Testament. It's like the New Testament is the more resurfaced version, right? The more newer version. Like, how is that possible that human beings can alter to their own self-interest the book how they want. Think about that for a second. How that makes sense. We'll get back to this in a little while when I touch on a different religion and I want to talk about it. But one thing though is that 
not even talking about the Bible itself, right? Even some of the sayings, some of the things in the Bible are a little meaning. They just don't make sense. Like how God would have to take rest before creating the world. Um, instead of creating the world at one time, he, he, he needs to take a break or a rest. How could God, that has created this creation so perfectly, need to take a break or need to rest? Think about that. And the whole trilogy, if you actually think about it with your head, it don't does not make any logical sense. How, how is God supposed to also be, how is Jesus, sorry, messed up, how is Jesus supposed to be a spirit and also the Father? And all of that entails God. Just think about that. Just think about what you're saying with your mouth. Like, actually think about it. How could... Those three exist at one time. You can't... Yes, I understand that you say that God used his spirit to go into Jesus and in human form. But how could God, who created this whole universe in such a small amount of time, need to go into human form on the same earth that he created... In order to get a message across. Think about how that sounds. When he is God and he could just make it happen. Literally he can just make it happen. Just say be to it and it will be. God does not need to be in human form. To be able to see what's happening. Like our eyes that we see things with. And our hearing that we hear things with. How is he only in that form able to see his surroundings and hear his surroundings when he's God? Think about that. That don't that does not make any sense. He should be able to, if he is God, hear anything and see anything at all times. Cause remember, it all goes back to our soul. He created our souls. He is the creator of our souls. Therefore, he will know what our souls have in them. He will know our essence. He will know our insides. He will know what we're thinking, what we're feeling, what we desire. Our good, our bad, he will know all of that because he created us. Only our creator will know his creation. If you create a laptop from scratch, you will know every single thing about that laptop because you created it. You'll know where the escape key is, you'll know how the wires go together, you'll know how the pieces fit, you'll know what covers will fit it the best, you'll know how it runs the best, you'll know what batteries, not batteries, but you'll know how it charges, you will know it the best. So, God knows us the best. He knows everything about us. He knows us even when we think we are not being watched. He can see all that we do. Because again, he created us. 
And then this father thing just doesn't make any sense to me. That's the first thing. I don't understand. How can you have... Can you associate three things, three separate things with one thing? It don't make no sense. It does not make no sense. And also, it has been proven that the Bible has changed over the years. That should just be proof in itself that obviously humans have altered. Humans, just like us, your friends, your family, your parents, your siblings, your teachers, they are all associates of you, right? They're acquaintances of you. Just imagine one of those people altering a book that you follow and live your life. According to that book, just imagine one of those people altering that. How in the world do you know you can trust those people to tell you how to live your life? You can't. You cannot trust those people because they're human beings and they're flawed. We're all flawed. We are made flawed. We are made weak. Going on to the next religion, Judaism. See, Judaism, the thing is, what do I think? Wait a minute. But Judaism, the thing is that they literally have two parts, right? One of their parts is that they took out things of the book and they literally only, so they had the full book, right, in totality. And they took out parts of it that did, that did not feel, fulfill their own self-interest. They did that. Again, same concept, Torah is also altered by humans. They took out things that did not fit their self-interest. And what remained in there was what was their self-interest. Again, so they took out what was against their self-interest and what remained was their self-interest, was what they were okay with. Yes, they might have the other part somewhere because of its holiness, because of its... because of what weight it carries, but it is not... it's pushed to the side, right? What they actually publicize, what they tell humans to follow, is, again, their self-interest. What they want to publicize is what they will follow. They nitpick. You cannot nitpick what you, how you want to live your life and how God commands you to live your life. How God commands you to live your life. You cannot nitpick how you want to live your life. You cannot choose what parts to live by and what not to live by. You can't change what God commanded. And that is exactly what happens with these two books. They are altered. If anything is altered by human beings, 
that are flawed themselves, they cannot be followed. You cannot feel satisfaction from them. It is not possible mentally. Now we go on to Hinduism, right? Hinduism is on a league of its own. How are you going to tell me that I can go to a store right now and ask the cashier, hey, I feel like I believe there's a God, right? I believe there's a God. So I don't know who God is, right? So can you give me this statue? And I will, and I will say that that's God. Can you give me this other statue that looks smaller? I'll say that that's God. Can you give me this cow-shaped idol? I'll say that that's God. Can you give me this blue woman idol? I'll say that that's God. Can you give me this male blue item idol? I'll say that that's God. At this point, you are actually mocking God. You are being so disrespectful to God. How are you going to... Make up your own God. That's what you're doing. You're literally making your own God. You're taking something that is, again, a creation of God like us, and you're making it into God. What you are praying to is, is, is a statue. It cannot hear you. It cannot see you. And whatever you are praying to it for, it cannot do anything for you. It cannot respond to you. It cannot act as an intermediary that you speak to it and it will speak to God for you. No, it does not work like that. And even if you did think it worked like that, why wouldn't you go directly to God and not be the intermediary in the first place? Are you that cool? How are you going to worship these statues? These, first of all, they are, they, some of them look scary. That's one thing. No significance whatsoever. Literally another creation that was created by God that you are worshiping. They cannot do anything for you, these statues. If I walk into a store right now and say, can I buy this statue and believe that it's God? Just, just because you need something to believe in doesn't mean you just find anything to believe in, any statue. That's like me starting to pray to a frame that I have in my room. Or me thinking that my, my, my swing in my room is God. And just putting lights around it putting candles around it so it so it matches that you know that look of being god i i take my frame from my room i put it in what they call a mandir i put it in this box shaped thing i put i put i light candles around it and there you have it that's my god no you cannot create god if you are a creation of god and you cannot use a creation of god 
as God himself. It doesn't work like that. It's logic. So use your brain and think about it for a second. I cannot believe that there are people out there who, because along with the whole Hinduism thing, they also believe strongly about these fortune tellers that call themselves pundits, that give them blessings, that tell them the future, that give them horoscope readings, that give literally tell them if two people are good for being married together. Do you understand how bad it is for you as a human being going to another human being that has the same exact amount of knowledge as you you are both have the same brain the same type of features how do you think that that other human being that's flawed in the same way that you are has more knowledge of you and that knowledge is beyond what we even know it's the unseen. It's the future that he, that, that he or she is telling you about. No. And even if they do get it right, maybe they guess. Because they know themselves they're lying when they tell you these things, right? If they even guess and they get it right, that is just a coincidence. That does not mean that they have some kind of special power, some kind of special blessings. It does not mean that. And it doesn't make sense for you to... Just start worshipping anything or everything. Literally animals. You animals. Come on. It's like it's like so obvious that if you take a rock in India or wherever Hinduism is common and place whatever that red powder is on top of it and make it seem like it's a good good luck kind of thing and place a money box next to it so that people that are going about their day their job, their taking a test or whatever, if they, they will drop money into that jar or box because they believe that, oh, I'm going to get a blessing, I'm going to get something out of this. It doesn't work like that. All that happened in that moment was someone else that's exactly like you put that red powder on that rock, put that box near that rock, and they're collecting that money. And the worst part is they're doing it schemingly and mocking God while doing it. And then the everything else that comes after these three, I would say, main religions are very hard to grasp, right? Buddhism is not really a religion. You can't really find answers to that religion per se by asking. There's literally parts of these religions that are also call themselves Buddhist. Because again, it's like a way of life, it's a lifestyle. So it will never get you an answer. It will never get you an answer to the soul, to God, and the purpose. It will never get there. So again, if you think about it from retrospect, okay, yes, you might start naming all these other religions, but it all comes down to the same, I would say, foundation of Buddhism. They're all a way of life. They're all a way of living. Yes, you can live in meditation. Yes, you can live with peace. I think that's what everyone wants to achieve. But ultimately, 
is not going to get you to God, purpose, and again, your soul. It's not going to get you there. So, the only religion, it's literally the only religion that remains after doing all of your work, you can keep looking into other religions, is literally, is literally Islam. And I can guarantee you, if you just open up the Quran, again, the Quran has been literally proven to be the exact same since it was first created. It is exactly the same. They found an old, old, old version of it in a museum, and it's the same exact to this day. There's tons of Muslims out there that have memorize the Quran so if any of the books were to go extinct the Quran is the only book that would be able to come back because there are people that actually memorize the whole entire Quran and the Quran is not small by any means and that itself is a miracle so you are left with Islam open up just open up the Quran and start reading it it all fits together like a puzzle it tells you that there's one God that created everything. That your purpose is to worship him until the inevitable arrives, which is death. We will all die eventually. We cannot escape death. We cannot escape the appointed time. We cannot escape the judgment we will face. Because only God knows our purpose. He tells you our purpose in the book that he wrote that has never been changed. And if you just follow that book, he even says that in his remembrance is how you, your hearts find peace. The reason why you're unhappy is because you are, you are not fulfilling what you came here to do. You are not fulfilling your purpose. God created us. God created creation. He knows what will keep us happy. Think about it. Think about, think about this. Don't you think there is a reason why you can have all the materialistic things in the world, but why did God make it that even when you have all these materialistic things in the world, why you still feel a void in your heart? Because then you can turn back to him. Because ultimately, that is what is going to get you to paradise. That is what is going to get you to hereafter, which is the main goal in this life. This temporary life that is so short. You don't know when you're going to die, but you will die. Eventually it will happen. So, just think about it for a second. Actually, take the time to sit. And think about it. God in the Quran is the all-knowing, the most wise. He sees the unseen. He knows you better than you know yourself because he created you. He knows his creation. He knows what will keep them happy. If you do not know yourself, you will not know God. If you do not know God, 
you will not find happiness. You will not find void. You know what that void you feel is? Actually, it is soul. It is your soul. Your soul was created to worship God. That is your purpose. If your soul is not doing its purpose, then it results in this hunger that you have. This hunger is not going to go away. This void you feel, this emptiness, this missing piece that you keep feeling over and over again is actually your soul that's hungry because you're not feeding that soul. You're not feeding that soul. That soul is hungry. That soul has been hidden. That soul has been pushed to the side because you have been. This is getting to my next topic. You have your soul. You have been feeding the flesh. Okay? The soul, the soul is connected to the heart. The soul and the heart are connected to each other, right? The soul and the heart connect each other. I would say that is your internal. Your flesh, on the other hand, is your materialistic self. Your your outside appearance actually could fit with your ego, right? So your outside appearance, your flesh, you are feeding that. You are feeding that with buying Louis Vuitton every other week. By getting a Rolex watch because you see someone else have it. By getting those shoes that you saw that are $200 instead of the ones that are $20. Yes, your flesh is being fed. Yes, you're showing everybody off that you are living the life. You are living the dream. But are you going through difficulties? Are you actually satisfied with your life? Do you actually feel content and happy? Do you actually feel that? Because... You won't. You won't. As much as you try to fight yourself for it, fight me with it, you don't. Because you won't. Because these two things are not being fed. Your soul has an original form. Your original form of your soul is your higher self. Is the one that is by, that is the one that God created. The pure soul that hasn't been, hasn't gone through anything. That is your pure soul. As you hide that soul and hide your real self, that soul gets buried. And your soul wants to go back to its original form. Because in that original form is where it found happiness, it found content. And once you start stripping yourself away of these egoistic thoughts that you have, that you act upon, which is buying these materialistic things, going to these restaurants. There's nothing wrong with doing these things, but they should not be your motivation in life. They should not be your purpose in life to get to become rich. Becoming rich should not be your purpose. If that's your purpose, something's wrong. That doesn't make sense. And you know why that doesn't make sense that you should think about? Is because when we all die, when we're all dead, and we're all in our grave. We're not. We're all the same. All of our bodies are decaying. Any, the only thing that's left is our soul. Our body is just a literal vehicle for our soul. 
So that's why do not get too caught up in your ego. That will hurt you. You have your ego, which is your low self, and you have your soul, which is your high self. If you keep constantly listening to your ego that always says usually bad things, like, I'm better than this person. I I do this, this, and this. Man, I look so good when I look in the mirror. I am this. I am that. I am... I want this, I want that. Greed, jealousy, envy, malice, gossip, all those things. That is your ego. You want to calm this down. You want this to become so, so, so calm. Give it so little power. That you hear your soul talking. When this becomes small, you will realize the meaning of life. You will realize just how small this life actually is. You will not be that impressed anymore by what you used to be impressed with. Because you will realize that you that that's God. You will actually start to see God in things. You'll see God in the birds, you'll see God in the nature, you'll see God in the trees, you'll see God in other people. You will see God creation. You will you will appreciate things, you will be more kind to things because they're God's creation. You want to be kind to God's creation. You will see yourself as God's creation. You will see yourself as exactly what God created you to be. Your ego whispers to you. You gotta learn to not listen to your ego as much as your soul that's attached to your heart. You want to strip its power away in a way. You don't need to think you're better than other people. Because you have so many followers. You don't need to think you're better than other people. Because you have so many likes. You don't have to think less of yourself. Because you get so many less likes than other people. You don't have as many followers as other people. You don't look as white or fair as other people. You think you're ugly. While you think other people are way better looking than you. That doesn't matter. None of that matters. Because you didn't pick how you look. Because God created you how he wanted to create you. If we all looked the same, if we all thought the same, if we all were the same religion, that would defeat his purpose. His purpose was to make us different from his other creation. He gave us free will. We have free will. We can do whatever we want. That is the difference between us and animals. But when you let your desires take a hold of you, when you let your lust take a hold of you, when you let temptation take a hold of you, you lose that ability. You become animal. You become an animal. You cannot lose that ability. You can't. You can't lose that ability because once you lose that ability and you let woman take control of you, or you let money take control of you, or you let something, anything, a desire of yours take a hold of you, you become weak to that 
And the only thing you should be weak to is God. When you let those things take a hold of you, you just wander in life without a purpose. You're just wandering so aimlessly, so heedlessly, without any purpose. Aren't you scared of that? I would be so scared of that. I would ask God for guidance. That would, that would be my first thing I would do. If I was just wandering life thinking that women, thinking that men, thinking that whoever I date, whoever I marry is who makes me who I am, who gives me my validation, who gives me my status in life is important. No, that is not where you want to be. That is probably the worst place you can be. We are all the same in God's creation, female or male. We are all the same in his creation. He created us. He wouldn't value one over the other. He wouldn't value the rich over the poor. He wouldn't value even the most handsome or beautiful over those that think they're ugly. He wouldn't do that because he created you. So give him, give him something, give him some kind of appreciation, give him some kind of thankfulness, be grateful for all that he's given you, he's given you so much, he's like, he's given you this earth to live on, he's given you food to eat, a roof to stay over, a roof to stay under. I... I understand that there are people who don't have a roof to stay under, that don't have things to eat, but look at those things as tests. Because again, if this whole life itself is a test that we will be judged on, depending on our, how much good deeds we did and how much bad deeds we did, and if we're believers or if we're unbelievers, that everything that happens to you in this life is a test. But what I'm saying is that Everyone is tested differently. No one is tested the same. Nobody is tested the same. If we were all tested the same, we would all be the same. Again, we're all created differently. We all have our own character, nature, personalities, so we're all tested differently. We can be tested with our wealth. Some people are wealthy, but they forget God again, and they're unhappy. This takes me back to my first point. <clears throat> As long as you believe in God, are a believer, specifically a believer in Islam, a Muslim, you submit to the will of God, you believe in God, you believe in his messenger, and you actually remember him, you pray. Again, Islam is the only religion where you pray five times a day. You, you, has it ever occurred to you why you pray five times a day? You pray five times a day, not for God. You're not praying for God. Actually, you're praying more for yourself. God is trying to help you. He is trying to help you. He's not trying to give you commandments. The commandments that he gives you in the Quran, again, that are unchanged, are not to burden you. They're not burdens on you. They are to help you. They're, they're more there to help you than they are him. Because he created you. He knows what you need. If you pray five times a day, he knows that that will keep you content. He knows that that will keep you peaceful. 
he knows that that will help you remember him. If you do zikr, if you if you constantly are remembering God, if you if you grow a love to God, which will inevitably inevitably happen, if you actually read up on him, read up on Islam, read up on the history, and put two and two together, you will naturally get that love inside of you for God. If you do things in the right way, if you think logically and you do not let your desires get a hold of you, and that desire can be a validation from the male or female species, if you just let those things go on the side and actually try to find God yourself by doing research, you will find that love for God in your heart. The no alcohol, again, he's trying to help you. He knows that alcohol might have a small percentage of benefit, but it's more harm than not. And black magic is a whole other ballgame of itself. That has no benefit whatsoever to mankind. None. Nothing. Nothing at all. It's like a open invite to sadness and sorrow. I don't know why anyone would want to live a life like that. Black magic is 0% beneficial. Nothing. There's no benefits of doing black magic. If you take the time out to remember God, God will remember you. You will start to find peace and contentment. You will find peace and contentment. It will happen. You just need to make that step. You need to put in the effort. Again, there's a lot of Muslims out there, because I was one of them, that was, that are just Muslim by name. I'm not saying that I have not been religious. I've always been religious, I would say. But like, I feel like I am able to actually connect with Islam more because I did the research on it and I realized just how truthful it is and just how much of the truth it is. It just makes sense. It literally makes sense. It There's no contradictions. Any questions you have are answered. Literally any questions you can ever possibly think of are answered. There's no hesitations. There's nothing of that sort. There's no confusion. It's all clear cut. It's to the point. It's easy to read. It's not confusing. And it's easy to read for us. It's made easy for us. It's a reminder for us. It's a rem it's a warning for us. The Quran is the best gift that we could be given. The best gift. And half of this earth is not even trying to look into it. Half of the people on this earth are not even trying to look into it. Not only that, if you really, really still don't believe in God, if you just look up into the sky and look at the stars, look at the moon, look at the sun when it's daylight, And look at how amazing those constellations look. Not only that. We have not seen what's beyond our limited capacity. We have only seen what we're able to see with the technology that's been given to us. 
we can see the Milky Way. We know that there's a Milky Way. We know that there's a galaxy, right? But we don't even get to see what's beyond the galaxy. Yes, we know that there's many different galaxies, but I'm talking about even beyond the galaxies, beyond this whole universe. We don't even know, not the clusters, I'm talking about even beyond that. Like, we have an idea that these clusters that we talk about, this metaverse that we talk about, this universe that we talk about, but we have not seen it with our own eyes. We just know of it. We just think about how small we are. We are so small. We are like ants on earth. That's one thing to ponder on. The other thing to ponder on is the fact that the earth is round and we are able to live on it. Just gravity in general is astonishing. The atmosphere is astonishing. The clouds being heavy that but look like cotton candy is astonishing. Just give it a thought. Give it a thought and hopefully you'll come to realize the truth. Hopefully you will at least believe there's a God. You'll do your own research. You will come to your own conclusion. But I just wanted to make this video to give you that head start, to give you that push, to give you that nudge before it's too late, before you're, you're on your deathbed, before you've gone years and years and years without a purpose. And then you realize that maybe I should have pondered on what life was about because I'm about to die. Do it as early as you can. Because you don't want to wait till you die to realize what life was about and realize that you never did anything in life for its purpose at all. And realize that you really wasted so much time doing literally nothing. Just doing things that made you happy in small increments, that gave you joy in small increments, that maybe you did to please others, to please your parents, to please your siblings. But that's all I'm going to say. Thanks for listening. And I'll make more topics on these some of the specific things I talked about today.